Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cantina MX Football Podcast, episode 368, Clausura, back in action. New year, new me. We'll see. We have uh, quite a panel tonight, and uh, we're excited to kick things off. Starting with my boy, Joel. Joel, how are we doing? Doing, doing good, Jaime. Doing good. Already, already have the World Cup behind me. And uh, also... Super elbow in the building. Good evening. Good to be here, man. I'm looking forward to dropping elbows all year long, man. (laughs) Oh, man. She was off to a great start. Beat Rayados 1-0. All right, we can add the podcast now. That's all we needed to tell. Just kidding. We have a lot to talk about tonight. We have uh, some on-the-field action, some off-the-field controversies. Uh, We're still in the middle of a transfer window, and some players are making moves. Some players have been held back by their club. Some players got kicked to the curb. And some players are already making their farewell exit from Guadalajara. So, man, I don't even know where to start. Why don't you kick us off, man? With the league, hold on, I don't even have it open. <laughs> well, there's your, there's the host job. Let me see. Um, it's damn. Wait. It's all good. We can start with yeah. the with the um, with the hot topic with with Guadalajara on the road against. Oh, we're gonna start. Huh. Okay, yeah, go. Yeah. On, no, no, I'm going. On the road against uh, Monterrey against their ex coach Vucetic. And I'm not going to lie, we looked like ass in that first half. Looked terrible. The lineup was a bit, little bit questionable. Some players left out of the out of the lineup, out of the even on the bench. Um, I don't know if this is new or if this has always been the case, but uh, the, the team can only have, uh, I think, 11 players uh, on the pitch and then 10 on the bench. And uh, Chivas registered 27 players, so... There's a few that are not even being considered and they're going to have to sort of compete for that for the entire season. And yeah, in the second half, Chivas kicked things off a little bit better with an immediate goal from uh, Alexis Vega. Everybody was talking shit about him, how he had a terrible World Cup and how he wasn't going to get any offers from Europe and how he decided not to do the six-month loan and and, you know, how he should have went to Wolves and all these haters. And he shut everybody up. He scored the game-winning goal. And uh, and Chivas off to a great start. As far as Rayados go, holy shit, man. Like, they have some of the worst finishing I've ever seen at the professional level. And and uh, they were the man of the match. Those strikers missing those those chances, definitely the man of the match goes to Rayados for that. Yeah, Rayados was heavily favored if you checked the betting. Pastor had told us, and uh, I could see why. <laughs> uh, must have cost a few headaches for the people that they were hoping for that easy win, which it should have been. Looking at looking at the stats. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you and I were on the chat uh, during that game, man, and and we were just amazed at 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 uh at the shots that they were missing man it it was it, it was a complete head scratcher right they, uh monterrey should have been up a couple goals at halftime man they, they bet against themselves dude 
24 <laughs> shots uh, for Rayado, 6 for Chivas. 24! Yeah, yeah, just going off of Pastor, he was telling us what the odds were if you, if you were to bet on a Chivas W. <laughs> oh, man. We got the win. That's all that matters. That's what mattered. And, and, and uh, you know, I was thinking about it. And and this is one of the things about Vusatich's uh, teams, man, is that they are able to make the other team just look absolutely terrible. In that first half, Chivas was terrible. They, they, they couldn't do anything right. And, yeah, uh, and well, he knows. He knows that club, you know? Well, apart from me, questions. Uh, did Monterrey make us look terrible? Or is it the fact that we have a terrible lineup, like with Chapito, who shouldn't even be on the bench, uh, Mayorga, and a bunch of other guys starting? Yeah, it was a questionable lineup, Mayorga. Um, you had uh, Flores, who unfortunately got injured, had to get subbed off pretty early in the match. And his replacement, I really didn't um, know that well. Yeah, so it was, I don't know. It, it was one of those matches where it's like, huh. And I think, like, Baunovich didn't really have enough time in the preseason to, like, give everybody rotation. And he had <laughs> massive balls to use, like, the first uh, official match of the season to still somewhat experiment with the team. Yeah, no le quedó de otra. But, but I do think, um, I do think Monterrey made Chivas look bad. I mean, they're one of the stronger teams. Chivas is still a very young squad. People keep forgetting and they pull a win like this. And that's the other thing, you know, some people are not going to analyze the whole game. They're just going to see the W and, and the, the expectations for Chivas are always through the roof, even when they don't have that type of team. Um, and, it's, and it's crazy to think about it, you know, that Chivas going into a match and and not being favorites or, cause you know, we talk about them as equipo grande. But throughout the season, you see that most of the time when they're going into games, they're not even the favorites. But, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I agree with Joel. <laughs> that, uh, you know, certainly there might have been some questionable people in the lineup, but you're playing a different team. You're not out there kind of running around with yourself, right? You know, being terrible, uh, playing like an inner squad game. Wusatich uh, and his team had something to do with them looking bad as well, right? And... Uh, well, this is why I was also talking about uh, the the last podcast is that uh, I think we caught that, that Monterrey team at the right time to play them uh, this early. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? I mean, it, it, yes, it, it makes a lot of sense. And, and, and to add, it becomes a big confidence booster, especially if you're a, a pretty heavy underdog. Um, yeah. And to be able to get yeah. uh, past a, a, a pretty well-coached team that's just very difficult to play at all times. Um and you know who is it we're playing next? Is it uh, San Luis? Yes, on yeah. Friday we play San Luis San... on the road. Right, cool. so it's a, coming out of a big win. Yeah, coming out of a big win, and and you you know, you know, if they get a chance to play a more open game, uh, and Pauno learns learns a little bit about some of those players he's putting out there, man, this has a possibility of being a game where they can, you know increase the amount of goals that, that they're scoring, the output. Now, to be honest, from a coaching perspective, I did like the lineup. And the reason why I say that is I put myself in Pablo's shoes. If I'm a new coach and I come to a club that I do not know, 
I do not want to make enemies. So am I going to take a guy like Chapito who's been there his whole professional career and send him to the bleachers? And he might have homies that are going to fend on his side. And then am I going to divide the locker room? No. What I'm going to do is it's Liga Mekis, top 12, have a chance to win the championship. First couple games, I'm going to start those guys that have been there forever and have them prove me wrong. Have them prove me why they shouldn't start. Because if I come in and I start Pocho, Daniel Rios, all these like newer guys, and like completely get rid of the old heads, I might split the group. So I, I, I rather have the guys that been there show me why they they shouldn't start. Have played terrible, lose games, where the fans are like, why do you keep starting these guys? So then there's no questions asked why I sent you to the bleachers. Make an example so when, out of them? Yeah, so when JJ comes in, Rodrigo's, uh, Pocho Guzman, once those guys start starting and the team starts playing really well and they start winning, no one's asking about the guys from before. You know who was a perfect example of that? Manchester United. Uh, when uh, he first started the new coach, he would start Harry Maguire, Fred, and those guys. And everyone's wondering, why are you not starting Veron? He's like, plays with France, plays with Real Madrid. How come you're not starting Lisandro Martinez? Uh, when they bought Casemiro, he benched him like three games. Uh, he was starting Fred over him, McTominay. And then all the bumps proved to be bumps, and mm. now he starts all the good guys. Yeah. I don't know if I can speculate if that's, like, Bao's, uh strategy right now, but, uh, I, I mean, it's a pretty good uh, theory there. Uh, what I will say is this is far from being the sort of, like, final form for Chivas starting lineup. And let's be honest, man, it, it makes for some competitiveness within the group. I think a lot of these players have been resting on their laurels for quite some time. You know, the players that have had the tenure here. And Yero said that there's a lot of talent. Like, we don't even have to shop around that much. But there's plenty of talent within the, um, you know, Fuerzas Basicas. And there's a lot of new players coming in. And, and uh, it's, it's going to make for a hell of a competitive team, especially in the striker position. There's already uh, some rumors going around that Ormeño has been sort of been uh, dismissed. Not dismissed, but relieved of his duties. Uh, Bao is not interested in keeping him. I don't know how, how like, true that is. They did have oh, a... Oh, he confirmed it. They had a wow. press conference today and... and yeah, uh, confirmed it. Well, he, he just said that we have to respect his contract, but I don't know what he... No. Well, he said he's not part of the team. I don't see him as part of the team, but we're going to respect his contract. You know, like not like boot him to the street like he could still get paid i guess he can show up with tapatio but he doesn't see him as a first team member and uh going alongside what you said he also said if anybody sees himself as a second string player then just leave like we don't want you we want guys that see themselves as first string and are consistently competing for that starting spot well, i think that's definitely a positive right i mean he, he's he's making it clear that it's an open competition that just because you make a, a higher salary than somebody else, you know, you're not going to start because you're the higher paid player. And that's going to motivate some of those players to go out there and, and try to knock off some of the, uh, the bigger names on the team. Yeah. And it sounds uh, like they sideline them. Man. If they're not selling them or letting them releasing them on a free, it sounds like he's been sidelined. Like he might have had some type of disagreement, probably with the coach. Well, you know, think about it from his perspective, right? You come in, 
like what six months ago this was one of our only reversals for for the, the for the previous tournament and it came from like a lot of controversy us having to sort of like bend the rules to try and uh sort of justify that he can play for chivas and and all that and he doesn't do a fucking thing how many like did he score like officially he scored like what one or two goals or how many goals did one. he score yeah one goal in official matches yeah so it's like just like a wet fart man and now <laughs> the 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 directivo that brought you in uh the coach that kind of i don't know if the coach had anything to say with him joining the team they're not there anymore so it's like a clean slate and this new and this new sporting director and this new coach i'm sure it took all of five minutes in training to be like yo what the fuck are we doing with this guy <laughs> what is this is not the special olympics why is he on the team I don't know. I think Ormeño has just been terrible. And I know and he scored honestly, a hat-trick in the preseason, but that was preseason, bro. And honestly, it makes the Rios move uh, make more sense now. Because it was like, why are we bringing Rios? We have so many strikers. We have Ormeño, this, this, and that. And it probably seems when they were cooking up that deal, they knew they were not going to count with Ormeño. Oh, and were you insinuating that this is sort of one of those uh, Angel Reina deals? I don't know. I don't think he's. I never heard of of Ormeño being problematic. Um, something must have. I, I feel at this point, something must have happened. He's just a bad between player. Him and the coach. I don't see even that. I'm not gonna agree. Um, Jaime. Look, she, she he has the numbers. He he must not. He might not be at the top form, or or playing as good, but. He, to make it to the Peru, Peruvian national team and and the goals he put with Puebla, I, I wouldn't call that him being a bad player. Um, and like you said, he scored a hat trick. He seemed like he was already getting better, um, and then all of a sudden, he, you know, it's he's out. So something happened. We don't know. They're not really gonna tell us, but I do feel Chivas is not in a position to just pay. X amount of money and then just sideline the player like they don't they don't have that you know <clears throat> they don't know. have that. but does that mean okay I'm spending the money so I might as well pay him even if it doesn't fit my point project well they have to pay him because it's like you, yeah, you, you can either no I know but I think that they're not going to play him uh, exactly. hey how's it going guys sport thing. It's hey, I feel like there's a scandal behind the scenes Every scandal at Chivas, we find out about. No one has talked about a scandal. They just said he's been put to the side. I just think it's based on the field. The guy has two goals like in the last 14 months. You're talking about what he did at Puebla. What was Puebla, two years ago? Yeah, but I'm saying he's not... He's I not wouldn't good. say he's, he's trash. He's trash. His current form is trash. We have uh, Albert joining us tonight. Albert, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, glad to talk to you guys again. About Armenia, well, I heard uh, the, uh, Powell's entire press conference, and he pretty much he threw him to the wayside <laughs> and said that he has the doors open to find another team, and if he doesn't, the, the team's going to pay him, but it sounds like he's gone, and it does, and to me, it sounds... Like Daniel Rios is gonna have a prominent role because he specifically named the Rios 
in that press conference. So, so it wouldn't surprise me if by this game or the second game or or the third game, uh, Rios is a, is, is a starter because uh, you know, Pau made sure to mention him, and you know, Armenio, you know, hey, hey, hey. honestly, he he has been trash, but you know, in the preseason, he was getting looks. He was, you know, he was he scored a couple goals. I I, I honestly, I thought he was gonna be. I, th I I honestly, I thought he was gonna be a starter against Monterrey. Then when I saw Tepa, I was uh, what's going on here? And uh, you know. The, you know, I I I I I, I kind of I, I agree with that notion that maybe something was something is up that we don't know about because it was very weird. Hmm. Yeah. Well, good riddance. I don't really care for him, and uh, <laughs> good luck to him on his future endeavors. He's a player that should have never worn the Chivas jersey. He stained it. He he soiled it. He did nothing with it, and we bent over backwards. He's he doesn't even play for the national team, bro. Like, goodbye. I I really could care less about that guy. I mean, I, I I'm just gonna Photoshop uh, uh, Ormeño on a tronco and put it up somewhere. <laughs> oh, it's been I'm done already. But come on, Ormeño, Ormeño. You know, yeah, it was two years ago with uh, with Puebla where he in that in the. And that whole year, uh, yeah, he was pretty decent for a Mexican striker. He was decent. He scored 17 goals in the in the Apertura 2020 and the uh, no, and the, uh, no the Apertura 2020 and Clausura to uh, 2021. I mean, and you know, and people were 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 were, 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 on that were making they were making an argument for him to be caught by by El Tata. So I mean. Uh, you know, he has been trashed the last uh, couple of seasons, but I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, he's not that old, too. He's 28, so who, who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> we have uh, other other news. We can't talk about Chivas without talking about America. They had a chicken fight with Guerretaro, and it was a pretty uh, anticlimactic game, a nil-nil match in El Azteca. And uh, I wish we had our number one fan here today to to give him shit, but um, yeah, America just couldn't get the job done. Yeah, that was the opposite of the Chivas Monterrey game. America had like twenty plus shots, a great amount on target. Quereta, I think they had like seventy percent possession. Queretaro, not much going on, and zero zero. That's why they say, you know, it doesn't matter who talks to her all night; it matters who takes her home. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. As far as Pumas go, Joel. Three or what? Oh, man. I don't even have those results in front of me. I know. <laughs> keep, keep throwing me under the bus. Uh, Pumas came from behind. Uh, two more with Juarez. Two more with Juarez. Came from behind in the final minutes of the second half against Juarez, who have been playing Daddy with Alves. 10 men. Great yeah. assist. Great Alves, assist yeah. for that first goal. And uh, they won at home in El Estadio Olimpico. And you know what? I'm going to just say it. That is, I hate that stadium. That stadium is ugly. It's got a track around See? it. This ain't high school soccer anymore, man. Well, then the name, the name says it, me, Jaime. It was built for the Olympics. Yeah, back so in the 60s, bro. Uh, I, 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 was old, I was talking to my American uh... type stadium, man. You can't hate. 
I was talking to my friend uh, and uh, who went to Qatar, and he was telling me that all the stadiums were nice except the one with the track. He says track stadiums they they have no place in modern soccer. <laughs> they need to have a soccer specific stadium, a, a team as historic as Pumas. You had Hugo Sanchez there. You, I mean, you've had players that have have had incredible moments there, and like I understand the significance of that stadium. Like I understand the history behind it, but I'm looking at this 2026 World Cup, and you know we're only going to be having three host cities. And I'm like, I look at this other Mexico, like, dude, they should have more soccer specific stadiums and and more teams and more teams <laughs> and and more. Just like look at uh, Cruz Azul, they're they're back at El Azteca I, I, and, I, and Atlante. More teams, huh? Huh? I said more teams. I did, yes. Look at look at like London, look at Buenos Aires, look how many teams they have. Look look how many people live in the FA. I think it's over Bro. 20 million. I just think it's a hotbed for talent and there should be more teams across the board, not just in Primera, but and there should be more rivalries. They could easily do what, what you see in Buenos Aires. Pretty much the 80% of the Argentine league is in Buenos Aires. I'm not saying yeah, that all the money's there. there. The country's well, like just the country. Teams. I know, but I'm saying they could host all those teams. Mexico City could easily host them too. Or maybe not now because of how the football developed. But eventually, I think they could work toward that and just have way more teams playing. I don't um, know, man. I think the people in Chiapas and Juarez and all the southern part of Mexico, I think they disagree, and I think there's a lot of talent down there that's not getting a look because there's no good teams in the area. I I do agree with like it being a hotbed and just like the concentration of football. You need to have yeah. sort of like a a really yeah, yeah. a, a place to to you know, and and having more stadiums will in, will encourage that, you know, and. I think they just deserve a more like even Toluca got a, a a facelift. Their stadium looks you know decent now, and you have Cruz Azul who was supposed to get a new stadium, and I don't know what's going on with that. And they were supposed to break down the the uh, Estadio Azul, and and now it's like no, you know what? We're gonna use it for uh, Atlante. Yeah, but remember what we talked about that Toluca's owner when they sold that to Anheuser Busch or Inbev, whatever. He got a few billion out of that. He's like top 12 rich people in Mexico because they got money there. Uh, Cruz Azul, uh, thanks to uh, Cata Dominguez and Norma Palafox, uh, they're backed by the cartel. <laughs> a lot of money there. <laughs> and then uh, Pumas, man. Pumas, they're like one of the poor teams. I know a lot of people don't think that because they're in Mexico City and all that, but being tied to the university and everything, they're like, as far economically, they're on, they're on the, I'd say like, bottom half easily i don't know how they pulled out that donny alves move to be honest so you're I saying think there's some uh... they had, i think they had like a booster like a like a yeah, they do. yes they have a lot that's what, it, that's what it was that's what my my friend told me they have From a what yeah like booster club you know like in in the high schools and co colleges they'll have a booster club football, and, they, yeah. and they'll raise money to bring in players and coaches Okay. If you look at the sense, board, cause... if you look at the board for uh, the people that make up the Pumas, the board, 
a lot of those dudes work in, in like big companies. Um, basically, the, all the ones that you see in their jersey, those are, those are a lot of the dudes. Uh, but again, like like you said, they don't really take out more money than they probably could because they, they probably know they will just end up being heavily in debt. Hmm. But yeah, they'll have people that are like in banks and other big institutions. And like um, Albert said, because there are a lot of people that graduated from UNAM and that's, that's um, a big reason for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Donations to the alma mater. <laughs> I would I would make donations to Chivas. Yeah, but you do that with good intentions, but you know it's going into the pockets of Amaudi and God knows who else. <laughs> like how he was Still telling us to, team. you know, buy uh what buy jerseys and buy Chivas TV to get refuerzos. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Dude, I bought Chivas TV, and then that week, they were showing the games on YouTube for free. <laughs> yeah, I remember Which, that. And I was watching them there because it was easier for me. To see. And I'm like, what am I paying for this again? <laughs> we had some other uh, action with Necaxa and San Luis. Honestly, to kick off, like, Clausura, it was actually pretty entertaining. Uh, you had uh, a really back-and-forth match in the second half. And in the end, San Luis ended up winning um, on the road. So big kudos to San Luis. And, uh, you know, they are going to be Chivas' rival next week. And I know if you're Ankel Salivar, you're looking at some revenge. You're looking to, to try and get a goal and, and be like, yeah, you guys shouldn't have dumped me. But we'll see if he even gets uh, playing time because he didn't in this one. And as far as Necaxa go, I really haven't heard much noise as far as the Americans that had stake in the company or in the club. They're still at the 50% stake, and I don't know, man. I, I haven't heard much from Eva Longoria. I was I was disappointed. I was kind of hoping she would she would make a visit and be one of the cheerleaders or something. What did you think of the Don Ramon jerseys? I, honestly, I think it's very Bush, Bush League. I mean... It's it's a fan. I mean, yeah, he was their top fan, but uh, let, let's be real. Uh, not even half of the fans know who Don Ramon is anymore. So, <laughs> so it was like very push league. Huh? And, and the and the players, I mean, they look silly with the Don Ramon hats. And you know what was even sadder? They did all this to cel to celebrate their 100th anniversary, and the stadium was was empty. <laughs> yeah, because they're not Damn. from there. No, no, no. And like I said, maybe they should go back to Mexico City. Yes, it, those are all rivalries. Like, like you, I think it benefits. When and it, I don't know if you guys have ever seen um, Argentine football, like the Argentine league. But way back when, when Fox Sports first came out, it was Fox Sports America. Pretty yeah, much eighty percent, eighty percent of their programming was all torneos y competencias. It was Argentine. So I used to see a lot of their games, and it was like. Every game was a classical. I was like, are these guys just making this up? Uh, you know, it took a while to figure out because a lot of crosstown rivalries. And that's kind of like what I feel is missing in Mex City because you did have, at one point, you had Necaxa and then Atlante, Pumas, Cruz Azul, and America. That's, that's a lot of teams that are just, you know, all in the city. And those are 
those should all be rivalries, which they kind of never didn't become as big as they should. Mainly it's been America with Pumas and, and like Cruz Azul. And they were like this whole Clásico Joven and, and all these like little names. But that's part of the reason why I felt there could be more teams, in, especially in a city that big. But you, but you know what? Well, back in the, especially in the '90s, with with Necaxa and Atlante, you had you had the three teams exchanging players. Like it was practically the same squads. Yeah, it was because um, America owning that did that did take away from it, sadly. And you want to give them more power? <laughs> no, not not them. The city, not not the city. As, Come on, we know who runs the city. As far as Chavo del Ocho, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, America did a homage to them too, right? Yeah, yeah, Chispirito, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have Ricardo, our number one fan. He's out of the woodworks. <laughs> he he come to give excuses on Ames. What happened with zero, that chicken zero. fight against Querétaro, man? You guys couldn't even get a win. You're muted, uh, Ricardo. Yeah, La Catorce is slipping away already. Season just started and it's, it's already... They already they already want to bounce El Tano, man. <laughs> Damn. Buenas noches. Oh, wow. Buenas noches. Welcome to the show, Ricardo. How we doing? That good, huh? Oh, wow. Ricardo's struggling, man. <laughs> he's, holding back the tears. he's holding back the tears. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was gonna... I, I was hoping you guys had a good uh, Christmas, but for, you guys can forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, America slow and steady wins the race, man. We're not worried right now. Okay. All right. And you, you guys sound all excited, but let's be honest. Your team played like some certified cowards, man. Wow. Hey, we were a man down, so there's that. And just, it's, just like in the just like in the in that eighty four final, right? And it's not it's not our fault that uh they didn't have their shooting boots on. I mean, it's not our fault they missed all their chances. That's that's on them. But, oh. but but let's be let's be honest. El Wacho had a, had a, you know El Wacho who everybody already was uh oh, was, was already you was know killing shit about him. Yeah, he 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 showed up. I mean, yeah, he he had you know something to do about it too. Great but, game. I still stand by my shit talking. We need another goalkeeper. But Rayados are bums, man. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> well, America was he, definitely he, not going. Was I don't know, but America really wasn't going slow and steady, man. They were misfiring like a teenager finding out how to use his right hand. Wow. That's pretty harsh to say, but... They were misfiring. They they sure were, but America... You, you guys got to stop comparing yourselves to America, man. We're, we're the top dog. We're the, we're the head honcho. We're on top. You guys need to catch up, all right? But... <laughs> You got you guys were talking about um um no but America they they laid an egg for sure yeah all right well I wanted to mention you guys who was the one that said that they, they didn't want more teams in Liga MX was it you Jaime didn't want more teams yeah in the Mexico City 
No, I didn't say that. Oh. That was uh, Habibi. Oh, Habibi. Okay. No, because uh, I don't, was it Joel that mentioned that, that Mexico, like Mexico City, was the population like 10 million or something like that? Probably. Nine, 10 million? Like, there's certain teams in Argentina that have, in Buenos Aires alone, there's like 10 teams, man. Yeah. In, South, in, in, in Rio, there, there's like 20 teams. This, this is the problem with Mexican football. Uh, one thing I really hate about it is that they just erase the history. Like there were, I always, uh, I read this one book when I was uh, in Mexico a while back. It's like, oh, I, I, I don't even remember the name of it, but it was like it had a blue cover, and they were talking about the old teams that were there, like the, but we're talking about like in the Stone Age, like <laughs> when Chivas won all their titles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like like Tampico or what? No, like British Cricket Club. Oh, like Hermania, the crazy, like crazy teams like that, right? Asturias. Exactly, like Mexico, they just, there's obviously different factors to that, wars, the economy of the, of the country and the history of it, but, but like two, like three teams being in Mexico City, that's pathetic if you really think about it. Wait, Ricardo, really quick, it's 8 million, the population in Mexico City, it's 8 million. Uh, but greater greater Mexico City, twenty one million. Yeah, that's a lot of people. And and yeah, I, I agree with what Ricardo saying. There was a lot of teams. That's how El Coyo. Well, Nessa's technically not, but I think they're like the city just kept expanding. Where it's like kind of they they are and they aren't. Um, but yeah, Nessa. Could I would count them even though technically they're not in in Mex City. Yeah, it was a fun team that. But I mean, yeah, like Carlos saying, if you look at a, a lot of these countries and, and a lot of like uh, a lot of their cities, they host a bunch of teams. A lot of the big cities, and and you see that a lot, like in um when when you see where a lot of the talents coming from, there's just something in the water there, man. And I think. Well, we're not taking advantage of that. I'm not saying ignore the rest of the country, but just take advantage of that of that area. Well, I do want to say that I didn't say there shouldn't be more teams in Mexico City. I just said that you have like Veracruz, Oaxaca, Chiapas, Tabasco, Yucatan, Tabasco, Campeche. Up north, you had a Sonora. You had a where Dorados used to be. There's a lot of big pockets. If you look at the team to put them on the map, on the north of the end and on the southern end, there's a lot of places where you could have professional well, teams. As well, yeah, you could still have them. There's not. Uh, so but I mean, you... we could focus on that. You already have three teams in what you're calling a hotbed, but you have the southern part and northern part where there's no teams. Well, there's you, a reason you for that, too. A hotbed there or not. There might be a gold mine out there, but no one knows. Yes, and they, they've been scouting that since like since the nineties. But a lot of that is like baseball country. And if you travel down there, yeah. you, you you get a newspaper and they'll have baseball in the front cover. You sound Maybe like the fans that want to 
That's also <laughs> like a lot of players like do want a chance, but all they have around them is baseball. So they actually have that's that what outside, they like outside of Michael Brown, <laughs> that'd be successful. And well, going well, back with Brazil and Argentina, same thing. Buenos Aires, that's where the majority of the money's at. Uh, Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, same thing. Where do you want them to have? Teams in the Amazon? My huh. point is that we have a lot of pockets in the country where we could have teams, and we don't. It's They're under underdeveloped. Well, yeah. well, wait a minute. I want to respond to that. Like, yeah. All right, th- that's not a bad point you just said, Habibi, but... What owner, what owner with money is gonna risk, uh, putting money, uh, uh, buying a team in Culiacan with all the bullshit going on there, <laughs> or in Chiapas? <laughs> no one has money in Chiapas. Yep. Who like? Who, how are you? What possible business could you possibly like? If you, if you buy a team, how can you make money that way? Well, yeah, like, you can't even charge like, that much. Pachuca or something? That's not gonna work. Well, that's where it comes to the league. Look! Look at MLS. Look at MLS. How even the league like wants certain teams to specific cities, and they go out of their way to make sure that that city gets a team. The league, the national team, same thing. If they know this area is underrepresented, you make deals. You make deals with state government where they get stadium rights without taxing or whatever credits, whatever the case might be. I don't think you the figure a way out. I don't but think the MLS that, model is sustainable though. I think eventually no, but, a lot of those teams are going to fold. Oh, wow. The, the league that's hemorrhaging money? MLS? No, I mean, yeah. like, I'm talking about, like, some of those, like, newer newer, newer uh, teams. Who knows, bro? Yeah, yeah I'm agreeing with you because cause, uh, I, I hate the fact that this narrative that they keep pushing down our throats in the, in the, in the Mexican football media. They try to compare Mexico to the U.S. in any and every possible way, and it's not. Or like, we're, we're, when are they not gonna get the hint that Mexico? Yeah, I'm, like I'm Mexican and, and I love Mexico, but if we're being honest, is a third world country, man. Like, how are we gonna compare the money that? Look, back when I was in high school, I had a when I when I used to live with my tia, her name, her one of our neighbors. The guy spent like a shitload, like a couple thousand bucks, like five, to go watch the Packers in the Super Bowl. Like, oh, wow. what, what Mexican is going to spend that type of money in Liga MX for a fine or something? Like, the economy is. The ones that live here in America? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in Chiapas? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, the ones that they're the ones. Yeah, it's the ones that are well off and, and they're more likely exactly. to be. The ones the that live here, yeah, dude. Big what that is. They'll fly for that, a final. You call that a third world country, and but it's not. It's not the lack of money. It's the lack of organization, like a first world country. No, it is. It is lack of money. Look at the other countries that are developed. How come their lower teams have a chance? Because they Mm. sell the whole league TV rights as one package, and even the bottom teams they get a good cut out of that. So they can develop and they can have good stadiums and things like that. So if you sold all Liga Mekis as one package to whoever, Univision, ESPN, and you split it up, depending on how many people tune in and watch the games, obviously America, Chivas, and them are going to get a bigger cut. But Chiapas and all of them, they're going to get a lot more money than they would if they were trying to sell their TV rights individually. And it also makes it better for the fan. Like, as a fan in Mexico, if you want to watch Monterrey, you need a specific app. If you want to watch America, a specific app. Almost no games in public. You need like five, six different apps you need, to keep uh, up with the league. 
Yeah, you need a guy like Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo to round up all the, <laughs> like how he round up all the narcos and said, hey, we're all part of this thing. To get, that's what yeah. they need to do with the collective TV <laughs> rights, dude. But, but uh, look, exactly. uh, it benefits, uh, benefits everybody. It benefits the bottom teams and everything. So uh, I mean, you can't, but, but still, the, the fans, the fans still don't have that much money down there, and, and it's like they can't afford to pay X amount per ticket. Joel, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel. Didn't they have a project going down in Oaxaca with the Alebriques, and they were supposed to build like a a, a, a themed uh, stadium that was supposed to be. Uh, uh, inspired by that Aztec handball game, and then that project just totally fell off. Damn, I I remember a little bit about it. Yeah, they, they had mean, they, funding. It, it was it was it was going to be like a Chapas deal, and the I think the team even made it to a semifinals in the in the Old Ascenso, and supposedly they were going to get that that theme stadium, and then the project just fell off. Yeah, well, I mean, the, there's the, the, the local fans. They they don't have that much money, and I and I sent Habibi, and I think he didn't listen to it, but mm -hmm. it was a, it was like a, almost like a TED talk from Theo Higuera, and he was talking about the numbers, yeah. and he was he was putting receipts, and he was showing what other teams get for sponsorships, for ads, for everything, and he was showing how much Chiba gets, and he's like it's peanuts, and he was saying how they can't even cha charge that much for tickets. I mean, you, you so like we talk about here in the US, I, I mean, I think the prices are exaggerated, but the people can afford them. Yeah. So even for a Molero, I see people paying $150 to go see a, a friendly Molero game. That's, man, and over there, you're, you're just not gonna have that in Mex for like a regular Liga game. Hey, it's buying what, something $5, and being able $10? to afford it are two different things. America yeah. runs on credit. Hey, hey, Habibi, <laughs> Habibi. Yes, sir. N name me a league, or a football league specifically, that has that type of model outside of the Premier League. The, what were do you they, mean? Were they give everybody the TV money? Rights? Were that were they have like collecting? Bundesliga. Yeah, uh, La Liga. Bundesliga does that. La Liga. Spain does it, no? Yeah, La Liga too. Yeah. No, they don't. That's a lie. Le La Liga, Liga doesn't Liga do that. This is one streaming package. It's not each individual team. No, goes but who gets more want. money out of that? Oh, how they how they distribute it is another. Hey, that's that's a, that's another topic. But yeah, collective uh, TV Chiba rights. Probably get the most. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Name me a a, a a league that has a collective all with every team getting the exact same amount outside no, of the Premier no League. No, no league is the exact same amount. I never said they get the exact same amount. I said America and Chivas, those teams will get the most. But to give you an example, the team that finishes 12th place in the Premier League, they get more money than the winner of Champions League. So that 12th place team can develop. The same thing. You get promoted to the Premier League, you get promoted to Liga Mekis, and you get a big portion of that. Then you get more of a portion than you would have if you try to sell your rights individually. I'm not saying, I never I never said, don't put more teams in Mexico City. I said, yeah, it's a hotbed, but the whole southern part of Mexico and big portion of the northern part is underdeveloped. I said, try to focus there. And you said one of the reasons was because of money. I said, yeah, that's true. But the other reason is because Mexico, being the third world country, is not organized like a first world country. If they try to get organized, they could make things like that work. But you know what, just really quick, I want to add to that, like, it, it does help them, but but at the end of the day, 
the majority of those teams are limited by by their location. And so we, we kind of see it in Liga MX where you have teams like Santos and Pachuca highly successful, but small cities. So they, they've never become as popular. Uh, so look at what's happening with Atlas now. They did that doblete, and if they can maintain that type of consistency that Orlegi had with Santos, I, I guarantee you they're gonna they're gonna increase in popularity. Well, and, this, and this is sort of how you this is sort of how you end up with multiple propiedad, don't you? I mean, you end up having to have like one of the big groups, Orlegi or Pachuca or or Televisa, bail out these smaller teams because they can't sustain. Yeah, they couldn't sustain, and that's right. that's what it comes down to. So even even like in um, like EPL, and, and that's why you see all these high prices, like all of a sudden, all these teams now have money to compete, but then the bigger teams go and spend even more money. Um, and so now you have all these clubs that they're owned by foreigners. If you look at all the big clubs in EPL, they're all foreign owned. That's a whole different topic, man. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Yeah. They just bought the WWE. They have spent $800 billion in assets by buying different things in the last 10 years. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, like the amount of money. that I, I, I wouldn't be surprised with I was, trillions. I was asking the group today, hey, I was watching Real Madrid versus Valencia. They're in the uh, Supercopa or something. And it was like, hey, this stadium doesn't look Spanish. And I was trying to figure out where they were playing, and they were playing in Saudi Arabia. I'm like, why is this Spanish tournament being played in Saudi Arabia? It makes no sense. They blow up Lamborghinis for fun. So, <laughs> I mean, they sold their best. souls. Mm. And you know, there a correction the, the Liga does sell the, the, the rights as a package because there's revenue, there's, uh, there's a revenue split. So, not uh, they don't do individual uh, teams. And uh, they just made a last year. They made a uh, uh, they made a deal with the with, with the zone over there. So so they, you know they they do what the EPL does. They they sell, they sell it in a package. And also remember what I said like oh, months back. Uh, you can't compare it to the U.S. because the NFL alone revenue is more than the top five soccer leagues in Europe combined. <clears throat> you cannot compare prices in the U.S. Oh no. You can to, to Mexico because even in Europe, the prices here in the U.S. are crazy. Like if you want nosebleeds for an NFL game, you're looking like you know for any like decent matchup, you're looking in the two hundreds. Yeah, at the, at the with the lonely Raiders, I mean those those tickets on nosebleeds were were like two hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. Well, tell that to the the scumbag Liga MX owners. They just have so many issues. I mean, and it goes down to TV again. Like you guys were saying, like you need to have like seven. You need to have like seven or eight apps to watch the the whole jornada. Only two. This this last this last uh, the jornada uno. Only two games were programmed for uh, for regular TV, and one of them was canceled. So, and and you know what the funny thing? It's easier to watch the champions in Mexico than it is the Liga MX. <laughs> Hey, you know what I think? My hot take, my theory, <coughs> that in my lifetime, if I'm if I live that long, hopefully, um, that they're gonna combine the leagues. Oh MLS, God! Don't say that. Teams. Why would you put I that in the universe? Are. I think they're gonna like reduce teams both, make one division, two divisions. Twenty twenty six gonna be a perfect feel. Like if 
call if, if um, manageable. Logistically, I don't think that could happen because Amer- no, North America is to too Seattle. big. Well, they were just split into conferences. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think that the League's Cup in the summertime will be sort of a parameter to see what the future endeavors of these two leagues look like. And uh, Are you really excited to watch a Cincinnati versus Querétaro? I'm not hey, excited to see how it starts, it but I'm excited to see how it ends. Um, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised Hoel's quiet on this one because I know he's brought this up before. He's probably about- quietly fapping in the background. Yes, MLS uh, Liga MX. No, I think they're gonna combine them. Honestly, I think they will. Because you know, you know what the NFL's doing? They plan on having a division in Europe, and like the Patriots and all, all those guys in the East Coast. You know, they'll fly over to London, Germany, stuff like that, and have those games there. Well, I can so just the see. I, I can see the NFL go- sort of like endorsing like a another league, like in Europe and in you know. Which was a development uh, developmental league in the '90s, and then uh, the the close the closest uh, the closest I've heard is that not a division, but like, like have a team in uh, have a team in London, which would be the the Jaguars. That's uh, that's uh, the closest to uh, you know them dipping their toes over there. Well, I read some reports. Some guy that's part of the NFL. He said they're seriously planning on having a division there with four teams. Oh, within wow. the next 10, 15 years. So I'm just Ooh. saying, if the NFL is willing to go from across the ocean, I don't see why Liga Mekis and MLS wouldn't combine and make conferences. Um, I think it's just because, like the frequency of the matches, right? I mean, uh, NFL season is pretty short. It's only like, what, 16 games or 17 games, yeah. then the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about like a 30, 38, 40 plus. Well, actually, probably more because there's – how many? We're almost at thirty MLS teams, and then you got like the eighteen from Liga Mekis. That's that's just logistically a nightmare. Um, yeah, but I think you could you could legitimately do a, a second division, and you'd probably end up with the Querétaro's and Cincinnati's down in that division. What right? we're talking about is a conspiracy, kind of like they did with uh, the Super League that they were trying to do during the pandemic. That mm-hmm. th- this sounds like the similar thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't well, think FIFA well, would well, ever well, allow that to happen. What I heard was that, and there's there's a there's a, there's a he he works in the in the in the sports business. His name is Walter. He's a, he's a tweeter. He was saying that if that Super League took play, that North American Super League, not all the Mexican leagues were gonna make it to the dance. It was just gonna be the the top the top team the the, yeah. the F teams, the Norte teams, the the Guadalajara teams, and maybe the you know border team like TJ. And that was good. That's gonna be it. Like no more than than ten. Yeah. And they're gonna invite all the all every single trash MLS team, right? Well, yeah, well hey, you know, mm. it's all about the dollars. Dollars, dollars. But well, oh. do you guys really? Let's say, like, that's a that's a hell of a hypothetical. Do you guys really think uh, Liga and Max and all the underhand under the table? mafioso moves that they do can they could ever have any transparency to ever even i don't think it would happen consider doing that because like joining forces with the mls means that they would have to be uh they'd have to show their paperwork and the money and and all that and you know that's not going to happen the the fbi is going to be quickly involved especially if uh, u.s banks are involved they're like hey why does chris have all these transfers and all these players and stuff yeah. Wait, how are you guys affording Gignac? Uh, hold on, I want to know what's going on here. Yeah. 
with Speak- Greg Taylor owning more than half of the teams and and Liga MX. <clears throat> that yeah. promoter. Yeah. Tying it back to Liga MX really quickly, uh, get through the rest of these results. I can't talk about Atlas de Luca because they had to postpone the match because of the stadium, Jalisco. They had they hosted some of the Copa por Sky or Copa Sky uh, preseason matches, and that that stadium looked horrible. I guess Los Bukis was in town, and they they tore that shit up. And my question to you guys is: If you are unable to host a match and you had all this time to prepare, should you be penalized? I think yeah. Atlas should be should have forfeited that game because they didn't have the capacity to host the game, and, and that's not yeah. the, that's not the Lucas' fault. And now they're gonna have to reschedule the match. It's like, yo, 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 like, at least find them or at least punish them in some way to get their shit together. Yeah, take the three points. They had time. Especially because not uh, uh, once upon a time ago, Atlas did benefit from uh, from a match against America, and, yeah. and and they had to forfeit three points. Yeah, but that's how they made it to that league. Uh, who, who owns Atlas? Or Leggy? They get points in the league. Who who owns the Stadio uh, Jalisco? That's a good question. I don't know who. Uh, it's uh, Clubes Unidos de Jalisco. So I think Guadalajara and Chivas they have a stake in it. Well, there you go. <clears throat> but Chivas has his own stadium already. But yeah, it's Clu- Clubes Unidos de Jalisco owns owns uh, that stadium. Which, honestly, that stadium is an uh, accident wa- waiting to happen. I don't know if you've been to that stadium. The lower bowl was added on, for I, I believe, for the World Cup in 1970. So it, w- it was done uh, in a very Mexican way. <laughs> so... So when you when you, when people start jumping there, the the PA tells everybody to you know settle down because that thing starts shaking. Yeah, yeah, I, I've been to Estadio Jalisco. It's it's got a lot of character. I'll I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so it's a dump. I mean, I Azteca that. Azteca has a lot of character too. It, it, it has it has uh, toilet stalls with, with no with no doors. Hey, t- take it easy when you talk about the, the, the mecca of Mexican football, man. It yeah. has the trough. The, me- the mecca needs a facelift. It has a tina. It's a Dodgers tina trough back in the day. Man, don't, don't worry. Uh, we have what we have that in the Oakland Coliseum out here, oh, right? I mean, trough, can man. people squeezing into that? Do you guys have a trough? <laughs> we have like a freaking 12, 18-foot trough. It's just like... Imagine how traumatic it was as a kid, you know, taking a whiz in that trough. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and you're you're basically at at, uh, at the level, you know, you're, you're at yeah. the hip level, man. You yeah. can't even look to the side. You can see. No, you can you can, Joel, but you have to make eye contact. <laughs> oh man. No. The other match that had to be postponed, and that's this was for violence, was the Mazatlan León match. I actually, dude, have a a colleague in uh, Sinaloa, and he he was able to to get out safely, but yeah, it's uh, the Culian uh, Caso again. Two point yeah. My cousin, like my cousin, was out there at that time, but he was on the other side of town. Damn. Damn. And so they uh, they they pretty much closed down the city. <laughs> yep. And then he was able to fly out a couple days later, but uh, it was a, it was a bit. He said it was a bit noisy. Ah, uh, I bet. No pun intended. 
<laughs> hey, I mean, both things super embarrassing for the league. You're trying to claim yourself to be a top 10 league in the world, and then you cancel a game because of a stadium not having a quality field. That's just embarrassing. Yeah, there was even this a team in the first game of the season. There was a team have. in the second division talking shit about Atlas, bro. They're like, hey, if you want to uh, borrow our stadium, feel you know, go for it, man. But it, like I said, who owns it? Orlegi and all them, you know, big influence in Selección, big influence in Liga Mekis. If it was any other team, I'm pretty sure they would have forfeited. They would have made them lose the three points. But since him and his boys, hey, it's all right. We'll give you a pass. Mm. Did it happen yes, to Chivas true. last it, year? It has. Huh? Did it happen to Chivas last year when they moved that one game? It wasn't because I of the field, though. I don't think. It was. Wasn't it Coldplay or something like that? It was Coldplay, yeah. Was that was that when Monterrey hosted a friendly against, like, uh, a Portuguese team? And they allowed that, but they wouldn't let Chivas postpone their game. I don't remember. So was it Chivas or was it another club? But yeah, there is that influence. It's true. Uh, yeah, too too bad Chivas doesn't have any influence, man. <laughs> no, no, yeah, they, they sadly they don't, man. So your guys' own is just in the corner sucking on his thumb. Yeah, it's been like that for a while, which is it, it should put an end to all these rumors of like, you know, the sense and all that. The fans like to cook up. You know, yeah, Habibi, you should be thanking Orlegi, man. Because of him, your team is in first division. <laughs> no, they, they haven't. They've never finished in no. in, uh, in last place. America My team has. is in first division because Hugo <laughs> Torres. That's why. <laughs> well, we made it this far. I haven't talked about Cruz Azul yet, and I did want to get on that topic. They tied against Tijuana, and uh, we did have... One of our ex-goalkeepers sent to Tijuana. So he, he's there now, Tonio Rodriguez. And as far as the match, I think there was more going outside the match than inside with Cata Dominguez. Uh, it was like a birthday party for one of his kids, and they dressed up like narcos, and they had like a laser tag event, something like that. But just like the timing of it, you know, it's a little tasteless. It was supposed to be a Call of Duty party, but for somehow the kids got narco hats on them. So, <laughs> <laughs> damn! I always wanted to play laser tag. Never got. I would see the commercials, but I never. We got. had a Qzar about twenty miles from where I lived, and I went there once, and I I was very disappointed. It's not as cool as it sounds. Was that no, like they a year make you thing? walk in there, man? You, you can't run. You, you have to walk. I would much rather oh. do, like, uh, airsoft or paintball. That shit's way funner. No, pa- paintball's good, man. That's a, that's a fun game. It is, but that's a laser tag more for, like, little kids, you know, like, under 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, whatnot, and then you could, so, fellas, you could graduate to the other stuff. I just uh, say everybody we... on here get a narco hat, get the paintball gun, and let's go. <laughs> right, do you guys have your pick, pick forks out and, and demand him to be release from Cruz Azul for having a sort of a senseless birthday party like how do you how do you separate the player from the personal life and and you know you had fans you know really upset about what happened and I don't know man at that point what do you do I mean you can't sanction stupidity and bad taste I mean mean, if it doesn't hurt anybody that's what it was it was just bad taste and stupidity on his part (laughs) Yeah, and it's not like he was promoting it. People just go into his 
social media or whatever and blow it up. So it's not like he's he's um you know making a documentary about it or anything. I don't know if you the thing with social media too. If there was no social media the way now, nobody would even bat an eye. But now because of of social media, you you just need a small vocal minority to. Well, I don't know. I mean, I can understand why fans would be upset because one, the violence is something that is plaguing the whole country. And if you go to his comments, there's like Cruz Azul fans saying, you know, my son died because of a straight bullet during a nautical shootout. Uh, you know, bringing up examples of how their family has been uh, ripped apart by nautical violence. And that's you see like a captain of your team promoting nauticals amongst his children at a party, which are future generations and seeing everything that's going on across the country, like not give a fuck. It's just like for you from a fan, you kind of feel uh, separated, distant from the player, your team. So I can see why they're upset. Now, same thing. He gets fired for doing something stupid that if the images never got leaked, no one would find out that pro- most likely not. But I can understand why people are upset. You, you know what? Narco culture has permeated uh, uh, the mainstream yeah. in Mexico, just like gangster rap permeated the yes. American mainstream. I mean, you yes. know, you had you had uh, you had white kids listening to songs about you know guys getting blasted about, yeah, about some drugs. Yeah, you you you. I've heard doc, like not documents, like interviews. Uh, so NWA, you know, ECE and all them back back when they they yeah, said how they white would they would go tour, it, but who was dying? It was black Americans. You have yeah, but you still do it. it, and it's Mexicans that are dying. That's the difference in America. You have all these white kids in the suburbs playing it, but they're not being affected by it. I mean. Look, look what are some of the top programs, Narcos, Señor de los Cielos. What are some of the top... Yeah, but that's, the, that's being pushed by by not, you know, from the, the network. Yeah, but, but where's the outreach for that? Yeah. yeah. It's the same. It's worse. It's even worse. Mexico Corridos are, are banned on the radio. So, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, two fans here to stop listening to cor- their Narco Corridos, basically. I don't think he should get fired because, like I said, if the p- pictures never get leaked, no one finds yeah. out. Everybody thinks everything's peachy. But, like I said, I also understand why people are upset, when, especially if your family's been destroyed by the violence and that's your team captain. You kind of don't look at him the same way no more. You kind of don't want that guy to represent you and your club. I think it's the the lack of professionalism, and we'll just leave it at that. I, I do recall a, a moment where... Marco Fabian had his sort of uh, tasteless celebration where he scored a goal and then Alberto Medina shot him in the head. Yeah. And uh, the fans were not happy about that. But, you know, they're professionals, but, 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 they're professionals, but let's be real. They're, a lot of these athletes don't have education. They, 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 didn't, they didn't go all the way to school. So, so I, I, you know, we, we hold these guys to a very high standard, and the education is, uh, is I, I, you know, I, I have interviewed athletes, and you could tell which ones are educated and which ones are not educated. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh wait, Jaime, but I wanted to add something to that. You, your question was if he should be... If he should be uh, uh, disciplined or sanctioned in some way, Re- reprimanded in some way, yeah. But how do you how do you do all that to a guy that's whose dad is practically part owner of the Cruz Azul? Why do you think they haven't kicked him out yet? The world may never know. 
his dad is like a like a serious narco in Chapa, as they're saying. Yeah. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that like Twitter rumors or is that like no? It's real. I seen a guy on uh a tw- on well yeah Twitter rumor. The guy uh he tweeted an article about his dad ordering hits around in Chiapas, Damn. and that he has connections to Billy Alvarez. Who was that narco that was the goalkeeper for Juarez? Gato, Ortiz. Uh, Gato, yeah, Gato. Yeah. But he wasn't. He wasn't at the time. <laughs> but it wasn't a narco. He was. A, he was a part of a, a kidnapping gang. Oh. Yeah, after he retired. He, he retired yeah. first. Let's, yep. let's, let's make that clear. <laughs> do you know, do you know, do you know uh, uh, there's a, America has a, has a ex-player who became a legit pimp? Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, he used to run a, a, a prostitution ring at uh, Barbar. Damn. Damn. It's a Chilean guy. I'll get the name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we finish up with Pachuca. I, I'll be completely honest. I did not watch this match. 5-1, though. It looked good against Puebla. They play on Mondays, bro. Who plays on Mondays? They won't go back-to-back <laughs> titles. Luis Chavez. Well, I, w- I wanted to say something, I mean, uh, about Pachuca, because even though they did a... Uh, I don't like them because they forced America in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> They, they're a great team and a great organization. And they, even though they do, their owner does some schemey crap behind the scenes. But they have the San Antonio Spurs syndrome, man. What is they that? Can, they can keep winning, but no one gives a shit. Look where they're at. It's yeah, Compare compare when they win a title to when a team like America or Chivas wins a title. That's why that's why I say when I remember when San Antonio won, they they went like on a crazy streak, winning like three titles and like. Spend like eight years or they something like to that. A lot of finals no, they, too. They, they yeah. won that, but, not, but not in a row. They, they never went back to back. Yeah, and but, and you compare it to when they won to when the Lakers won. Like it's a completely well, different coverage media. Yeah, but that's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, well, it also nah. helped that the Lakers had uh, okay. had guys with charisma. I mean, Tim Duncan was like a stone wall. <laughs> All right, if you had to, if you had to take a guess behind the Yankees, who do you think is the most second runner up as far as most titles? In baseball, or yeah, Red Sox, right? Red baseball. Uh, quick ass, no Google, quick ass. I was gonna say no, that's the A's, isn't it? The Oakland A's. No, no, it's the no. St. Louis Cardinals. Oh yeah, that's right. Cardinals. Uh, who gives right. a damn about St. Louis Cardinals in the Midwest? And they're the you would think because they have the second most titles, they would have a crazy following. I mean, that happens everywhere. It happens in every league. It can, not everyone yeah. can be a leader. You have that is a very good comparison though, the San Antonio Spurs, but. Um, they are doing great things. Uh, they have a great coach. Should yeah. he be coaching the national team? Because we have a rumor about Piojo wanting to be the number one candidate, or he might be the number one candidate. I'm like, dude, fuck that, dude. I'd rather take this I, other guy. I, I, I think the Piojo stuff is 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 right now is is being a little blown up because he's doing a bunch of uh, press, right? He's, doing a he's going around. He's unemployed. He's yeah, not, no, no, he's he, he, the hat. Oh yeah, he he's saying he's not trying to sell himself, but he's trying to sell himself. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't go with Almada, but I'll tell you why. Because it's going to be almost the same thing with Tata where there wasn't that 100% commitment. Because in an interview he made uh, back in uh, in in June when he talked about that uh, Femex Food was after him, he said 
that his priority, although he would like to coach Mexico and it's a great, his priority would be Ecuador because he has a history in Ecuador. And and he didn't say this, but obviously if if, if Uruguay comes knocking, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to take Uruguay. So we're going to have the same thing with El Tata where the commitments are there. I'd rather go with El Piojo because you know that, you know, you know he, yes. he's, he's done for the team. But I think the difference, though, it's is true. that true. Tata was a foreigner to Liga Mekis before he coached the national team. Yeah, he had he was close across the pond with the MLS, but I think with Armada, obviously, he knows the league very well. He has a good young team, and mm -hmm. it makes sense for him to be, you know, the flavor of the month, so to speak. And I don't think the commitment will be there from him. Hey, man, I mean, the money, so the money he's will make him will convince him. Jaime, I think it's going to end up, it would end up being the same thing as Tata in terms of, say, for example, they were to match up with Mexico uh, and there's a chance to eliminate Uruguay. Armada's, Armada's coaching them. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, it's it's cause the same thing is going to happen as, as what happened I with Tata. I think we have a better chance against Uruguay than Argentina. No, 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 definitely. But but the, the, the thing is, how is that coach going to game plan? Yeah. Right. Is, 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 is he going to be passionate enough to eliminate his own country? Yeah, he hey, might be compromised that bit. Argentina. Mm -hmm. Sorry, what was that? La Volpe was passionate to eliminate Argentina. But again, I, I see La Volpe. But, but La, Volpe was, La Volpe has been most of his life in, 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 in Mexico. Mexico. He's been, and his, he's kids, been his kids are Mexicans now. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. His grandkids are Mexican. Yeah. His favorite yeah. massage therapist is Mexican. His, nah. kids, yeah. his kids, too. I think a lot of them were born in Mexico. Yeah. Mm. And, and you know, continuing with Pachuca, what, uh, what about uh, Nico Ibanez? I mean, he had a he he campeón goleador. He he had a double. He's gonna be uh, he's gonna get the Mexican nationality. I mean, do you guys no, think uh, he no. should be part of the the? Pro I say, you know what? When you no. when you look at when you look at the pool of no. delanteros, there's not much. I mean, that's I why because we keep giving Ibanez, uh, Guille Franco, uh, Funes Mori, all these guys chances. Or Roberto Alvarado, right? Yeah, Roberto Alvarado, Antuna, um, Diego Alexis Lainez Vega on the bench. <laughs> Alexis Vega. <laughs> They're not uh, strikers. Hey, Albert, Albert, man, you, you're talking to the guys that are fans of the most racist, xenophobic, <laughs> team in Mexico, man. They hate uh, oh, you know what? I'm a team of Mexico. Well, you, I'm a Chivas fan too. Hey, hey, we're not racist, everybody. We like Peruvians, okay? <laughs> right. Speak for yourself, bro. Hey, and uh, I, would like a, I would like to make a correction. Yeah. They, they, they did not bend the rules for Ormeños. The rules were bent for uh, Guatemala, uh, a Guatemalan American uh, Mexican uh, female player back yeah. in March. Yeah. And I brought that up, Albert. And you should have seen how these guys attacked me, man. It was crazy. You know what? I didn't attack you. I thought it was two separate things. He was born. Ormeño was born in Mexico. That player, she had Mexican blood. So, so what's the big deal? That the whole national team league. That was something that Vergara, Vergara instituted. Yes. I think that hey, the, I, I see the feminine thing as a separate thing. Yeah. The only reason they're not playing with foreigners is because the league only allows two foreigners per team. But if Chivas started like Pachuca brought the girl from Barcelona. If Chivas Femenil start bringing in foreigners, Mexican-Americans, uh, you know, college players, whatever the case, I wouldn't care. Because I did not become a fan of Chivas Femenil. I became a fan of Chivas. Yeah. And, like, again, salt on open wound, but we've, 
why bend the rules for this fucking guy? If it was Ronaldo, what, if, it was, if it was Messi. They didn't bend the rules. I know. He's an America fan. I know that, uh, like, on paper, they didn't, like, violate any rules, but there was a word from our previous owner. And, you know, it's like, it's sad to see, like, his son, yeah, his own son. His own son be like, you know what? Fuck you, Dad. We need, we need, we need a striker. I gotta exactly. yeah, tell him, Jaime. Tell, he just guy. said that to cover up. He he said that because Chivas went and they got Mexican Americans. There's a couple of Mexicans having a hissy fit, and that's why he made up the whole shit about he can't play for the U.S. national team to like you know that fire in their ass. But I, I do think it, it he, should, never, he never really gave a shit. About I know it that. wasn't part of like the original whatever law or thing, but to hold Chivas to even that high of a standard, I still I miss that. I miss like the coach or the owner just being like, "This is unacceptable," and like holding them. Bro. He wasn't holding them. He wasn't. I agree with you, but because he only had one goal. No, he had like two goals in the last twelve months. Flip the coin. Let's say it's like a. There's a kid that plays for Rosario Central in Argentina. I know you guys love Argentinos. Uh, <laughs> played for them, but he was born in Mexico. Let's say Argentina called him up and everything, and he's playing for the Argentina national team. And he, Chivas said, hey, you were born in Mexico. You played for Argentina. And let's say he was like top 10 guy in the world. You could technically bring him because he yes. was born in yes. Mexico. But exactly. the kid that plays for Rosario Central, he said he wants to play for Mexico. So we're good there. Dupuy? Du, 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 is it Dupuy or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Dupuy. Okay, yeah. What was but the other one? Yeah. What was the other one? Romero? Yeah, Luca Romero, but that guy is already committed to Argentina 100%. Yeah. Okay, but same thing. Like Luca Romero was born in Mexico. He was playing that. Uh, in Durango. He was born in Durango. Lazio. If, let's say he got called up to Argentina and he went from Lazio to Chivas, I'm sure a lot of people would be like, hey, he was born in Mexico. Why don't cool. we have more Mexican Argentinos? We have a lot of waiters. I don't know. Wow. We have a lot of oh, Ricardo was right about the racism. <laughs> I'm kidding, jeez. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. Man. Man, man those memes during the World Cup were brutal, man. <laughs> they talk so much shit about us. I'm like, yo, I can't talk shit back. We should have <laughs> Yeah, it is what it is, man. <sighs> no, but, but see, I, I think the club ultimately, even with Ormeño, they realize that this is pretty much uh you know, like like uh, Chivas is going to be requiring players, and and they're not going to limit it themselves. And so they, yeah. they're going to. I see them. I see them doing this more and more because there's just not that many at home right now. So so until there's more, I think they're going to keep doing it. Well, Do you see that, Chivas playing with eleven Mexican Americans? <laughs> who? Maybe not eleven, but I could see down the line there being more, like four. Maybe four or five. I did. I did hear the some rumors about them sort of pulling back the foreigners, and they're gonna try and limit them. This is all like in the works, so I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, I mean, this is a problem that's not just happening in Liga Mekis. Look at Real Madrid; they lined up without a Spanish player for the first yeah, time in a they, long time. But they have good foreign players. Look at the crap that Cruz Azul brings. The, the Brazilian guy, the, what is it, Cholos? It was Cholos. They brought, Cholos, they brought that guy from Brazil which uh, who has like two goals in the last three years or something like that. Damn. Remember when Cruz Azul brought Messi's cousin or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His neighbor's cousins. Yeah. 
His neighbor's cousin's uncle. They tried this is what I'm saying, man. Chivas are getting criticized for bending some rule that was not bent. But all these other teams are bringing nine, ten foreigners and give no Mexican talent to the pool. But then Chivas is blamed because there's no Mexican pool. I mean, and, yes. and let's be real, dude. Foreign talent, foreign talent really make a difference? Look, it took Atlas 70 years to win a title, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, well, you guys need to stop calling yourself. El, el, más, el equipo más mexicano then because you guys have Peruvian you get you guys have per, uh, Peruvian poop but they, they still are they still are hey we're the most popular team in two countries all right no oh, that's Peru. a lie that's a lie hey, man hey America America uh, Hector Huerta Houston, on ESPN okay? even Houston? said so hey Out just just because America's popular in Guatemala man don't you say Huerta was, was there someone under his desk while he was saying that? He was, outside he was, of that, Atlanta, Chicago, Cali, Chivas. Wait, I got this player from Cruz Azul. Uh, I'm going to play the clip, see if you guys remember this guy. Peñalosa. La aguanta Omar Bravo para Maranao. Sigue Maranao. The Brazilian Maranao, yeah. Maranao. Oh, my God, dude. It was that blonde guy, right? <laughs> It was a dark skinned Brazilian. He, he was pretty dark. Yeah. Oh, no. He wasn't black, but he was he was like very brown. No, oh, oh, this was blonde, no? No, man. The only blonde Brazilian I've seen is Leandro. No, there was oh. another guy with a similar uh similar similar name. Oh wait, there was another one who had blonde hair, but I think he died in um, no. what was it? C C C um he played at Celaya. His name was um C. He played Celaya way back no, when. Marañao is blonde. I should Google them. No. no, he's not. He's brown. He's very brown. There's two of them. The right There's one. two of them. That's how bad they are. There's. Oh, no, no, no. You're talking about Alemao. Yeah, Alemao and then Maranao. Maranjao. Maranjao. All those guys sound the same, man. It's Alemao. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah. Um, Speaking about transfers, let's talk about some failures. Starting with the, uh, Diego Linus, who oh, has I knew that was coming. Oh, yeah, he was dude. he's been relieved of his duties. He got loaned out, and he couldn't even get minutes on the loan. And Betis are forced to recall him. And uh, where do we go from here, guys? Is he? Do you justify Tata with that? Huh? Do you justify Tata not calling him? I think uh, it's a. He wasn't in four, man. You know, I, I I justify it. Yeah, but then so was in Raul Jimenez and Funes Mori. So it's like, no, no, no. The, if the, you wanna, the, if you wanna apply the, the same, like apply it for everybody else. That's my only criticism. For it's sure, like, you you have to be consistent with yeah. that. No, I I agree hundred yeah, percent. At least Jimenez and Funes Mori have seen action in the last four years. Oh, what about Roberto Alvarado? What type of action did he see? <laughs> hey, he's seen the action at Chivas. He, he was getting minutes at Chivas. Minutes. I will he say, was, he... I got to see Linus in action uh, in that uh, Nations League final, and he had that moment of brilliance and that goal that would have given us the the victory for for a brief moment. And he look he looks lively. I think for the national team, he always he always plays fine. It's 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 totally okay. But obviously, the lack of playing time is is a little concerning and. He's just taking a massive step back in his career. You know what that kid needs to do? He needs to tell his dad to back off anything soccer related to his career. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, is he getting um, 
like his dad stepping in for him, like uh, like Reyna's dad or what? His actions had a huge influence. Had, had a huge influence on him going to La Liga. Had a huge influence on him leaving America early, even though America told him that it was too soon, that he was not ready. And his dad, I guess, was thinking, "No, son, he's trying to screw you out of money." Blah blah blah. Yeah. The, the guy is just a bad influence. You can tell. I think the only mistake was going to Betis, who don't really have a track record for developing players. And uh, you have Ajax. I think I think that was a mistake. He should have went to Ajax. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, Betis. It never made sense. I I really never understood why he would go to a team like Betis, which is a a low level team in Spain, when there's a proven track record of young guys succeeding in in the in the Netherlands. So that really didn't make sense. Thirteen million dollars. That's why. Well, that's true. Where he went, it doesn't excuse the fact that he's had five coaches and all of them think he's a bum. <laughs> no, well, well, hey Jaime, made, I want, you, you made, made a great some point ground though. with Pellegrini. When he was with Pellegrini, he started gaining some ground, and then he got COVID, right? And then, well, um, Ricardo, what was uh, what were you gonna say? You mentioned that brilliant goal he had in the Nations League, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I was always of the mindset because mm-hmm. I agree with you guys. But I think my 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 stance is a little bit more extreme than you than you guys. I don't think there's any Mexican player that can go to Europe to a league like Spain and adjust on the fly like that. I think if they don't go to if they don't go to Belgium or Netherlands, it's just not going to work out. But Linus has the G, the Gio Los Santos factor. He, he does step up. He he steps up for the for Mexico. But in the in this club team, he's non-existent, and that goes back to Mexico. Not the uh, it's funny because I was watching uh, Peñarol today play against the Defensor Sporting. Like like the 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 stadium looks makeshift, man. My my high school bleachers they look better <laughs> than that stadium, man. Like it's crazy, but they cut to like a scene to like a to the, the coach and they're sitting on the bench and the defensor sporting coach he was like kind of the, the young guys right there by by him and they're like paying attention right and they they're very very attentive to what was going on and like the assistant coach or or technical junior whatever you want to call him he was like showing him like a like I, you could see with his hand signs like he's like showing him like the tactics that they're trying to that they're trying to like impose on the game, right? Mm-hmm. And in Mexico, that doesn't happen. You see, anytime they cut to like the bench, these bums are just laying back. They're biting on their they're nails, joking around. They got the blanket. Thumb. Like yeah. it, it, it's crazy. Just even that's why Mexico's words it deserves to be. Yeah, I think with Linus, it's it's a unfortunate series of events. But I, I do agree, man. If you had so many coaches look at you and and you still haven't gotten playing time, then at at, at a certain point you got to look at yourself and be like, maybe uh, I'm not good enough, or I'm not stepping up, or something needs to change. And you you you, th- you thought alone was gonna give you that opportunity, and it and it wasn't the case. I'm not sure how much patience Betis have with him anymore. I don't know if they're gonna be able to recoup the money that they spent on him, but they are in a in a. I don't know. Like they're in that Super Copa España semifinal, and I don't know, man. I mean, they won the Copa del Rey. Guardado's still there. Maybe he just needs to, you know, convince the the coach 
that's there to to see if he'll get some minutes. But yeah, I, I don't think he 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 just isn't that good to me, Jaime. You think America and will bail him out? Bring him back? No, probably not. But I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys this much: Linus has something over two things over Vega. He already won a Liga MX title, and he already got a team to buy him in Europe. Even though he he shit the bed, Vega's over here making things up that there's a team Chelsea wants me, Real Madrid wants me. No one wants. I don't think you can that. compare the two players though, because Linus is a lot younger. Exactly. And Vega Vega didn't really have that shine on him when he was at that same age. He was just getting settled over there in Toluca. And he, as soon as he had, like, a breakout season, uh, Chivas bought him. So, it, you know, there wasn't really that opportunity for him to be showcased to the world. Um, yeah. And that's where the hype happened when you guys bought him. But who went to the World Cup? Oh. oh wow. Damn. <laughs> I, I respect Paul so much because I respect his opinion, but thank you, thank down, you, sir. I, I know you hate America with all your passion, man. And I, I respect that. No, what? I no, I don't. So much. I defended hey, them man. so much in this. You in can't. This part. You can't have Chivas without America and vice versa, bro. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. I, I never. I never hate. It. I and still have high hopes. For there were that. there were certain players that um. You know, I was like, you know what? They're not so bad. Like, I think Barlow was a pretty neutral guy, not someone that I could like. I could, I was like, oh, it'd be cool if he ever, ever, ever decided to play for Chivas. And Guatemo as like the antagonist and the hunchback of Notre Dame, like he's just a character that I, I fucking love, man. Like national team, the Guatemino, all that stuff. Like that dude's badass. Like I, I don't care that he, he played for America. I mean, no, he, he washed those sins away. He, he put on the, the Chivas jersey. He did. He, he, you know, he washed away his sins. And you know what? It just didn't feel right seeing those images. They say he got third-degree burns because of that shirt, man. <laughs> he, he got stigmata. You know what? I, I wanted to comment real quick about needing needing to go to, uh, like, you can't just go into Spain. But players have gone to Spain and done good. Directly, though. Not... Directly. Yes. Yes, directly. Hugo Sanchez. Well, because because there's not that many. Um, I don't know if you ever saw games of Paco Palencia when he was on loan at Espanol. I don't think he did well. <clears throat> Do you see games? I saw some games. I saw against Real Madrid. He was nine holding of, the All nine of them? I didn't get to see all nine of them, but I did see him playing good. He played 30 the matches, got see. six goals. But look. I, and then I saw. Point. What about Luis Garcia? Was he any good? No, he Luis Garcia. He, he had a few goals with Atlético Madrid. That's when he came to uh, the World Cup. He and, was and playing he here. Did he had a decent season over there. Yeah, but I'm not saying that. Like my point is, um, you're not. You don't need to go somewhere else. You just sometimes the right circumstances. Um, Cuauhtémoc Blanco. Torrado went straight there, didn't he? Torrado did really good, too. He did good. He just got injured. I think Cuauhtémoc got injured. The knee injury for Trinidad messed up his run. It's what Ricardo said. When you talk about Uruguay and the system showing the guys on the bench, the tactics and stuff, and he's saying Mexico didn't show that first division. They don't show that in first division in Mexico. The idea is they're supposed to know all that. I promise you, the majority of the teams 
Do not show that to the youth players, the U8s, the U9s, the U10s. They're not teaching them those kind of things. They're not teaching them things that you know on the field about tactics and all that. So when they do go to an elite level, because that's what Europe is, is like the top 1%. When they go to an elite level, they are completely underprepared. And that's it. Yeah. It's not because not many players go to Europe. It's because only, we've only sent 15, so the sample size is yeah. small. No, it's because they're yes. going underdeveloped. Diego Lainez went underdeveloped. I think like the majority of players else. going over there are going underdeveloped. I, I, what coincidence is that they go to Netherlands where they develop players and then they go somewhere else and they fit in? It's like, hey, um, we're going to, you know, use cursive today to get the job done. I'm like, what? I, I never learned cursive. They didn't teach us that. You're like, dude, how, like, what grade are you in, bro? It's like, that's the first grade shit. You know, it's like, that's how Mexican players are when they go to Europe and like, oh, shit, dude. Like, uh, I, you guys yeah, are too exactly. negative. Not everybody will, too negative. But I will. Blanco, Chicharito. Too negative. One of the top guys to ever put Mexico. Greatest, Mexico's greatest player. Bella did well in Spain, too. You're, but the not, guys have done well. Not they directly. Have all been top not directly. Talented. The o- all right. Well, not the directly, only... but when he got loaned out from Arsenal to yeah. over there, but, he did well. No, yeah, for sure. But I mean, what, it, what a coincidence! Davila, Davila did well in the second division. Like the I will Mexican history. I will but say, players underprepared. I will say the last like direct, like straight from the Yankees to Spain, successful player that we've had is probably Andres Guardado. And how how long ago was that? 2007 2000 yeah. that's like tres camadas like that's like three generations of players man but think about it when's the last time we had a mexican player go directly to liga uh, to la liga it hasn't but but that's my point that the guys that do go and make a direct impact you're naming guys that are like top 10 in the yeah. history guardado was a top 10 player in history for what he's done in yeah. europe and those players are just built different, man. They have the mentality, they have the discipline, they have the the skill, or they're willing to work on it. Yeah, but a lot of times it's luck because you can't tell me that someone like JJ is not prepared or doesn't have that mentality. He has all of that. He just I was unfortunate and got yeah. injured. It was and, and that happens a lot. That happens a lot where you go, and then it's like the coach. What was that one guy that went, and then the coach wouldn't play him, or Belin. Nothing. Nothing to. Yeah, what's it? Caudet. Yeah, see, he goes nothing to do with him or not being prepared. So that times it's luck. You you just end up with the right type of but coach. The, look at Chicharro, right? The, Let's look at Chicharro. If he had landed in Man U when he did, and the coach was um, Moyes. the assistant, yeah, he, we would have never, we, we never had that Chicharro we had. You know? But the, and then even when he... Yeah, I think the problem with Joel is like this happens well, more more common thing that like we have more of a of a bat like this happens way too often. And, but it, but and, know, and it's but, like but, but you have to. Well. But it's amplified. It's ampl- it's amplified like, because very little players go. That's, that's what I'm so saying. We send right out else. we send out like ten players to Europe. Yeah, even less. Yeah. Like let's say all right, but it's just like we send. Let's just say ten to make things simple. And like, like more than half of them flop, bro. And it's just like something just doesn't yeah, add up. Well, because just look at Chicharito when he went over there, and it's, Ferguson took all the decisions from bottom to top. Yeah, it's so I know. And it's it's always the same. Prepared it. You're going to this club because they really truly want you for you. It's not just some like social media thing, whatever. It's not to build hype. It's not to like build uh, influence in Mexico or Berlin. 
He rushed it. And what Bag I was talking about, I don't need to rush something where I'm not wanted or it's only for six month trial or at least <clears> I'm gonna leave to the first team that takes me, not, not paying attention to the fact that since I had zero interest in him. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, That's but, leaving unprepared. But I mean, look at Gio. He goes to Tottenham, the coach wanted him. Coach gets sacked what three games in. And that pretty much ended Look his career. Gio. What has Gio done in his whole career outside of... I know, but Nashville? when he went there, he went there as Every a young player. Him and Luka Modric. I know, but but see, you're, you're getting ahead of it. This was him, his first big move with a coach that, that was placing faith and trust. And that coach doesn't even finish the season, and it affected his whole transfer move. And you're telling me so like, I didn't want him? You're telling me Galaxy didn't want him and they made a dozen that Okay, but we're talking about Europe right now. You, you're yeah. like mixing stuff. We're think, talking okay, about how some players go to Europe no, my point and why some of them don't make it. And it's, it's like, it's not their talent. It's Gio's career. Yeah. I know, but we're, and we're giving examples of why sometimes they didn't make it. And that's, you're going to tell me it's the not thing is, it's like, it's coach. just, it's, it's sad that like we already have all these excuses and we use them every single time a player doesn't pan out. But, I don't see it as, a, as an excuse. But it's I like, mean, that's whoa, just the it, reality of it. Yeah, but it's like how, like, at, at a certain point, you're like, is this a coincidence, or are we just not sending our best players, or are they just underprepared? Like, what is the it's root just, cause of this? It's very because it's just it's so random. And I know it's it. Just I know so it random. varies. I know it varies from case to case. <clears> but the consensus is, if you are an outsider looking in, you're like, hey. What, you know, tell me about these like these prospects in Mexico. Like, oh, I'll be honest, like they're a lot of them are lemons. A lot of them are not mature you- enough to to make it in the grand stage. Like, if we look at our track record as far as sending Mexican players to Europe, like we have a terrible track record. And I don't blame I don't blame clubs. I don't blame clubs for second guessing and saying, you know what, maybe we will pass on this guy because. We haven't well, proven. It's, it's not always passing. It's the business of it. So I always tell you guys, business no, no, no. first, sports second. Wait, just let me really quick. So, I mean, you have like, let's just really quick an example, Cardoso. Before he came to Liga MX, he was in Europe. He didn't make it. He didn't say because he sucked. He's really good. He's one of the best strikers ever, uh, at least in Liga MX and, and I know in his country. It was just bad luck for him. He was not in the right team or with the right coach. Uh, I'll give you another really quick example. Was Cardoso that good, uh, or uh, was our league that bad? Is that the rule? No, but the thing is... <laughs> no, it's good. Wait, just really quick. Rules. Look at yeah. Camuranesi. Couldn't never got to play first division in Argentina. He played second division. Had to come to Mexico. If he were staying in Argentina, probably wouldn't have even made it to first. Ends up becoming an uh, Italian national team and wins the World Cup. So sometimes it's it's just... You, you end up in the right place, get the right opportunity. Same like Carmon. Couldn't get a shot in Argentina. Had to go to Venezuela. And ended up in Mexico. But there's exceptions to every rule. But the thing is that the majority of Mexican players have flopped. The ones that haven't flopped are the ones that you could say are top 10 in the history of the game. Well, the same, same when you look at these big countries, flopped. it's the same. It's the same for these big countries. Uh, uh, oh, you oh, see oh, Brazil, oh. Argentina, they send in the hundreds. I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but I think a lot of it has to do with uh, that one uh, Chepo comment about there's still a lack of professionalism in Mexico, right? We have a lot of talented players. The problem is, is that there's no work in the classroom. They don't know who they're dealing with, right? Who they're Mm -hmm. matched up against. 
they don't do the extra work. I so agree. when they go, so when they go to a country that's a little more professional, right, where they take the game a lot more seriously than just go out there and and uh, make it on natural talent, and I think that's where the flop is right there. They don't know how to how to pre prepare properly, like 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 most pros do. I that's that that's one of one of the things that really stood out to me, and I think that that that's 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 the part where we fell in preparing uh, our players. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. I wanted a. I wanted a safe response to Habibi there. He, because I've been hearing this, uh, this rhetoric in the in the Mexican media. They're like, uh, and I, about uh, about Vega saying that. Uh, well, I, I honestly, I think he should stay in Mexico because I don't think he's that good. But he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, no. But he said that uh, he's not gonna, uh, he's not gonna, he's not gonna risk going for six months over there, right? But this guy isn't exactly a spring chicken, man. This guy's about to be what, twenty six, twenty seven? Who in Europe oh, yeah. is gonna spend big money on an out of shape winger that that just shows up against Monterrey and Puebla? He's twenty five. Oh. But potatoes, potatoes. I, oh, all right, wait, what's I, your point? I will, I will say this. <laughs> no, you, no, but you said that uh, you were com you were comparing Vega because we they were talking about the the other players that go and and they fail. And you mentioned, uh, but you were using Vega as an example of uh, what should be done. And that well, guy, and who's gonna spend money on a guy like that? Okay, well, you answer me this question. The rumor was that Wolverhampton wanted him. Wolverhampton's a relegation. All that. You have a really good paying job. Your family's good. You have kids. You're well off. Uh, yes. Your job in the industry you work in, your employer, they're one of the top. They're one of the most popular, whatever you want to say. Another company offers you a job, but you know there's a high – they pay you – let's say they pay you less, but you can get promoted to a bigger position more quickly. But you know within six months there's a high chance that company's going to go bankrupt. Are you going to take the job? Or uh, I think the better example is. I mean, that's you, what's going on with Warhampton. It's six months. He could go get hurt, whatever the case might be, or he plays well. Uh, he plays well. I think he scores 10, 15 goals, but still not enough to avoid relegation. What was but he, he's only scored three goals in Liga MX. How are you getting 10 goals? But my point is that <laughs> it's a team sport. For sure. At the end but of the day, he could do better than expected, but if they get relegated, there it goes to six month trial. But but was that Wolves offer official or was that just Liga MX? Uh, Liga that's MX. Everybody's saying that's the team that wanted him. That wanted a six month trial. And it I also heard Chelsea, and you know, know that's bullshit. Be yeah. Regulated or not? What I, I wouldn't take it. What I will say about uh, Alexis Vega it reminds me of what Hugo Sanchez said, and he said he was willing to take a gamble on himself, and you know he did that to go to Europe and. What 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 Vega did? It's like it speaks volumes, right? Because if you're if you're confident in what you do and what you have to offer, if you are confident in your in your skill, you'll take that you'll take that chance. You'll take that trial and do it. Why not? You have nothing else to lose. Because but you're 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 asking him to take a risk on 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 wolves, right? Hugo Ooh, took it on Atlético de Madrid, right? Yeah, that, I know. I know the the, 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 the but it is it is the Premier League, 
Yeah. And it's an audition and it's an audition. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like. Wait, I don't think Hugo went on alone. I think they it wasn't alone. Out. No, yeah, they straight, they they straight took him. So that's yeah, a big difference right there. There's yeah. a difference, right? Yeah, right. If you're if you're Alexis Vega, right, and you know, again, it goes to the to some of the examples you guys threw out, but also a coach, the coach gets fired, the one who wanted to give him a trial, yeah. it's it's over. He's not going to get playing time because the guy looks at the guy and goes, you know what? I don't really like look. I don't like the way this guy looks. I don't like his face. He's not playing. Or, or his agent has already players lined up. Yeah. And he's just going to bring in. Yeah. I, I, I think as slim a chance as it is for Vega to, to, to go to Europe because he's a little bit older, I think it's best for him to wait to get the right opportunity that fits him. You just don't yeah. jump because it's Europe. Yeah. Look, it was going to be the same situation that Orbelin was in, where he went for six months and the coach didn't want him, and and uh, it practically derailed his, uh, it almost derailed his World Cup campaign. It's going to be the right. same deal. Yeah, I no, for sure. I, I understand both sides. I, I agree with Hugo Sanchez, but you know where I think that applies more to Drew Gardan, Guillermo Trot. Drew Gardan said that he had offers from Europe, but they were paying him fifty percent, thirty percent less, so he said no. That's where you're like, all right, buddy, you're going to get paid less, but if you kill it, a big team's going to want you. Now you're going to make five times what you made Liga Mekis. I get that. Ochoa, he did it when he lived in France. He went to a relegation zone team on a full contract, though, in the beginning of the season, and he said, if I have a great season, which he did, I mean, he, against PSG, he had blocked, what, like 17 shots mm -hmm. or something? Uh, you, that's the idea of betting on yourself. But you can't say, I'm going to bet on myself what's middle of the season the team fighting relegation, and yeah. it's a trial. No, yeah, but for look sure. At Peralta, look at Peralta. Peralta said he, he turned down offers from uh, from teams, and he was he had a good uh, national team career. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, dude. Everyone, everyone's case is different. Uh, obviously, Ochoa took the gamble again, and now he's killing it over there in Italy. It's good for him. With Vega, he's also been very well off financially. Too, because he's been since he was young. He's been at America and he's been part of the national team. He's and he's been like one of these big name players with all type of sponsorships and promotions. So financially, he's been well off. Yeah, he's he, part he, of a couple investment he, groups too. He could do that, and and he could go two three years without getting paid. Yeah, I'll. That's different, man. I different it, story. Man. I said it in the last episode, and I'll say it again. Alexis Vega needs to fire his agent. That's all I'm going to say. If that's yeah, the best like that you too. can get is a six-month trial at Wolves, bro, fire well, that's your what, agent. That's what, we said about, that's what we said about Ochoa after that one World Cup, man. Wait, you had a hell of a World Cup, and you got a Haxio? <laughs> no, I, he, yeah, no, no, it was... No, it was when he went to Spain. Yeah, it was when he went to Spain, yes. Yeah. Malaga. Yeah. yeah. Malaga wasn't a bad team. They were in the 12th place team. Malaga is like in the third division now. Goalie. Wait, and then what happens? Yeah. What that, that Niger, was the coach there's a Nigerian them, right? goalie. Well, yeah, I guess where the, where's Cameroon the goalkeeper? Where was the goalkeeper coach from? Cameroon. Yeah, man. Amigos, they left him out. I think with the, I think the goalkeeping position, it's a it's a lot more complicated because you literally can't like it's not like they're gonna be like oh you'll get your chance like no you basically stick with the goalie for the rest of the season but with other players like you can get minutes and stuff but the goalkeeping position like i think you have to really secure like am i gonna be the starting goalkeeper yes or no 
don't give me a maybe like i need to be for sure if i sign this contract because like if you're on the bench like you're you're pretty much fucked Nope. but we're at the hour and some change um well look it, it just goes to what i was telling you that was the bad luck for ochoa to to do all that and then he goes and so bad malaga he, should and have, he goes, shouldn't have had dirty meat <laughs> Would have saved him all that headache, but good for him. He's taking the gamble. He's showing the example. Hey, you can go to Europe. I'm 37, what, 38? I'm in Europe, so why can't you? But I, I think it also helps he has a European passport, right? Yeah, yeah. And that should help out lightness as well, because I'm pretty sure at, at this point he does have a European passport as well. And, and Vega has a knuckle passport. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, folks, uh, I do want to wrap up soon. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? We do have some upcoming matches this weekend. Uh, let me pull them up and see what the most enticing one looks like. But uh, we can go around and, and see how if they have any closing thoughts. I'll go first. I didn't get a chance. You guys were talking about a combined league. I don't think the leagues would ever combine as far as become one. But they would have a cup similar to Champions League, that like they call it a league, but it's a cup tournament. So it would be like a MLS League, IMX cup tournament, but called the league. And I think that could be, you know, if, if and we're talking 10, 20 years down the line, especially if football here becomes more popular. And then that could be a big thing where it's like really good, strong teams. You're already seeing from the Monterrey teams that are just capable of bringing, you know, big name players. Um, so I think that's that's more in line of what they're working at, not so much combining the two leagues to become one. For sure. We have Atlas Mazatlan tomorrow to kick off match day number two. Eh. Both teams that had a that had a weekend uh, a week off. San Luis uh, also plays. Oh, they play on Friday uh, against Chivas. Um, we'll see how Saldivar does against his his ex team. That's um, a great game right there. Puebla Querétaro. No one gives a kick. No one Get cares. Uh, Cruz Azul Monterrey. Okay. Mm, bunch of albañiles nacos. Skip that. Uh, Juarez Tijuana, you can say the same about that. Let's get that. Uh, <laughs> Ricardo, we have Toluca America. Are you nervous? Ooh, little revenge. Oh, wow. That's a good game. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm, I'm the revenge. I want it. Oh, no yes. Getting, uh, knock him out in playoffs. getting a chorizo in the semis is not fun. <laughs> It's like when Chivas knocked out America and then Ochoa and then won the Clásico. And Ochoa's, oh, we got revenge. I'm like, what revenge? You can't compare a regular season win to a playoff win. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely revenge because you remember it, man. Yeah, it ain't revenge, man. We have uh, Santos Pumas on Saturday. Okay. Uh, Tigres Pachuca will probably be the most entertaining match, I think. Yes, prime time right there. Sunday. Did you guys hear that guy they're going to get? That Tigres? That guy from River. Who? That the Borre. That guy that helped him win the Libertadores in Madrid against Boca. That guy's a pretty good player. Damn. 
12 million is the price tag supposedly. And Burre had a, had a good game against Mexico in that in that friendly. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. I actually was uh, flipping channels the other day and I was confused because I saw River Plate versus Monterrey in Austin out of all places. I guess yeah, it was yeah, they had a friendly, yeah. It was just a random friendly. I was like this is weird. But uh Oh. I forgot to bring this up with Pachuca. Can someone please send Kevin Alvarez to Europe? He should yep. no longer be in Liga MX. Exactly. Send or Chivas. Europe. Send him now, Europe. Send he needs to come to America. Oh, no. Yeah, glory, man. Prove yourself. Yeah. I don't know about that one. Leon Necaxa to finish things off on Monday. Yeah. Uh, I know Larcamon. I've been curious to see his debut, so I might tune in for that one because he didn't have the opportunity because the game got uh, postponed. Uh, Albert, thanks for hopping on. Uh, you got any closing thoughts for us? No, just uh, no, just uh, happy to be chatting up with you guys. Yes, sir. Thanks for hopping on, man. No, no problem. No problem. Uh, have a good week, guys. Habibi, what you got for me? Hey, my closing thoughts is glad Shiba started off the new year right. Uh, you know, Pauno, he's going to lead us to glory. And I'm already looking forward to La Teresa. Ooh. We got to stay grounded, man. We don't want to get on this hype train too early. It's hey, so many years of misery. You got to enjoy the little wins you get. Yes, sir. Uh, well, Ricardo, number one fan. What you got for me? No, I'm just happy. The best league on the Western Hemisphere again back man <laughs> and I won't get ahead of myself this time because we got those bums as laterales at Fuentes and Layun. I think we need a America needs to get some refuerzos on those sides but the 14's coming home I got like like Phil Coll like uh, what's his name uh, that guy from uh, from Genesis I can feel it in there tonight man <laughs> hey, I think Phil Collins 13th. The huh? count. Like Phil Collins, the song? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey Habibi, I heard that, man. But if, all right, well, we can do that. But you guys got to take that, that Chivander Cup off, too. So you still won one hey, title. We're lucky under. we didn't win Copa Sky because that was about to be our brother. Oh, thank God. <laughs> hey, but I also wanted to I, I wanted to add one last thing. You, like, uh, I know you guys have said the... The rule wasn't bent, and I'm not a Chivas fan. I'm the ultimate hater. So, you guys, my opinion doesn't matter. But I'm going to do my part in history and keep reminding everyone I know that watches Liga MX that you guys had a peruana on your team, and I'll never let them forget that. Oh, you're talking about uh, Ormeño? Yeah. Uh, He's an America fan. You should show him some love. No, no, that guy, that guy's a coward. <laughs> I, I hate I hate the Chivas narrative that that uh they that he got accepted in the Chivas that it's, it was Tata's fault that he didn't go to he didn't play for Mexico that's why he went to Peru oh, no man. man this guy didn't go to Mexico because he wasn't good enough yep and he took the coward's way out and t and went with bum Peru those, those guinea pig eaters I agree. <laughs> I am looking forward to uh, more Liga Mekis action this weekend. I'm also looking forward to not seeing Ormeño on Guadalajara. Hopefully another team picks him up. Maybe Puebla will take him back. But it's one of those memories that I'm going to delete from my brain as soon as he's gone because he did not marry. He did not deserve to ever play for Chivas. 
and we'll leave it at that. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you all for hopping on tonight and making it fun and talking shit. We love it, guys. All right. Take care and uh, be safe out there. It's been raining like crazy.